Mayor Busher, a quorum is present. Thank you, sir. You know what time it is. How is it going? This is, of course, Council Roundup with your host, Trent R. Nelson. We are so happy to have you back with us once again. What a city council meeting indeed. Last night, there were a lot of things to get to. We are going to do our best to get through it as uh, as fully and as quickly as we possibly can, balancing both in turn and, well, started out with all of the usual functionalities, but then we had to go to zoning agenda. And what was on the zoning agenda, you might ask? Well, six bits on the zoning agenda, doc 023-048 through 053, pieces of property ranging across the entire city. Ward 6, Ward 10, Ward 9, Ward 1, Ward 7, and Ward 5 all had representation here. And while many of the zoning innovations were recommended for approval, whether at the start or later on, some had a bit of discussion. And we will get into that just as quick as we can. 048 concerning 1120 South MacArthur Boulevard. No problem. 049 in Ward 10. That is 2600 South Coke Mill Road. And that went off without a hitch, except that, as was previously promised by Ward 10 Alderman Ralph Hanauer, there will be no alcohol permit at this location, as the alderman had previously promised his neighborhood that no alcohol would be served at this location. Boom. After a bit of chat, all good. Now, 050, which deals with a property in Ward 9 on Bradfordon Road, which is actually not a part of the city of Springfield, although a petition for annexation has been filed. And this was a bit of a longer discussion. We will allow for those who went through the discussion to explain themselves themselves. Could you just state your name and address for the record, sir? Yes, please. I'm Joe Langfelder, 237 Kilmer Court. Uh, I reside in Ward 9 and currently adjacent to the property that's on the uh, the document to be uh, passed. Um, my concern is the saturation of a two-lane road right there. And um, beginning a month or so ago when it was required that signage was to be posted for a zoning change. Uh, excuse me. Hi, Mayor. This is the first time I've ever stood at this podium. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, welcome. Yeah, thank you. So, but my concern is the saturation of the two-lane road that is currently there and, uh, you know, with school and the process. Um, from the Zoning Commission recommendation to currently um, before you now, um, uh, again, let me get my breath. Uh, it, it's gone to where it's identified that, that a daycare would be put there. Well, with our subdivision across the way, uh, you may be familiar with it, and um, uh, former alderman, or the alderman was my former neighbor, but um, uh, having a daycare there and with the uh, coexisting neighborhood in that, we upgraded on a before on a um, zoning change for the Ryan properties, where, which were adjacent to it on um, Old Salem Lane and Bradfordton Road, and that was gone to duplex. My concern is the saturation, let alone it identifies a school, a daycare, which would be wonderful, um, have, have them as neighbors, but um, the saturation of that drive through there, and that's all I wanted to indicate before your vote, please. Okay. It looks like there might be someone else. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Langfelder. 
Uh, good evening, Madam Mayor, members of the City Council. Daniel Hamilton from the law firm Brown, Hay, and Stevens on behalf of the petitioners this evening. Um, <clears throat> the concern that we just heard about the road is, is uh, county, the road is actually a county highway. So because it's a county highway, there can't be any restrictions tied to zoning. I, I shouldn't say can't. It wouldn't be appropriate to tie uh, zoning to restrictions on that county highway. Uh, the zoning was approved by the staff. The zoning was recommended by the Regional Planning Commission uh, and by the Planning and Zoning Commission. Uh, for that reason, we would respectfully request request that the zoning petition be adopted uh, pursuant to the alderman's motion. Thank you. Alderman Gregory. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. I, I don't have any comments for you. I, I understand what he's saying, and I, I would just ask Alderman Donnelly, has, has there been discussion with the county about concerns like this? Or the, only concern, the only concern, Alderman, if I can, Mayor, the only concern I've heard is this, uh, this evening. Thank you. Yeah. Did we have any calls from the posting from the... Public work standpoint? No, we did not. Okay. Um, any other discussion on yeah, this? Yes, so Mayor, if Al you would. Alderman please. Williams. Thank you. So, uh, and I asked uh, the Alderman, um, so is it, do we normally, the annexation should come first or not? Or that isn't required? Um, that's a question of really the zoning staff to, as far as the order of, but I know that when we have properties that are within a certain jurisdiction, a certain mile, like a mile and a half of the existing city. I think we have uh, zoning weight, but I'll let the staff answer it technically so I don't mess it up. Zoning can come first. Annexation can come first. It doesn't matter. I happen to know that that particular property, I've drafted the annexation agreement. It is that with water and um, public works and electric right now. As soon as I get it back, it will go out for signature, which means you may see it in another month. Thank you. In front you. of this council. And just oh, for oh, I'm sorry, one more okay, question. Okay, go ahead. So, and they and the and the petitioners are wanting to come into the city. Okay, yes. yep. thank yeah. you. You love that. Yeah, that's why. You like that, don't you? Well, I said you love that. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> why we talking? And for the citizen who addressed the council, Mr. Langfelder, there would be a public hearing for the annexation as well that you could come up and speak in case you would be interested in doing that. Okay. Any other discussion from the council? Seeing none, the voting will now be open. All those in favor of the motion to accept the Planning and Zoning Commission recommendation, please vote yes. All those opposed, please vote no. And the motion passes with 10 voting yes, none voting no. Fascinating stuff. Some zoning contention. Of course, you heard Joe Langfelder, whose last name you likely recognize, as well as Daniel Hamilton of Brown, Hay, and Stevens Law Firm. There was a wonderful discussion and we will of course keep our eyes and ears on what comes of 2023-050 boom now 051 which is located in ward one at 40 west fairview lane boom no problem 052 in ward seven concerning 2060 westchester boulevard as well as 3415 chatham road was recommended for approval and no one disagreed. There were no discussions. And finally, 053, located in Ward 5 at 119 East Calhoun Avenue, simply needed a minor amendment. Mayor Misty Busher announced her intention to recuse herself prior to the vote due to the potential appearance of a conflict of interest. And that was all settled real quick. Then we had some more Treasury reports from the month of December, which we previously covered in our previous Committee of the Whole meeting. And with just over 20 minutes gone in the City Council, the consent agenda of which we discussed last week, we discussed many items that would be on the consent agenda. Well, from 2023-597 to 616, with just the minor exceptions of 2023, 610, and 613, everything was passed on consent. No big deal. We also, during and in the same area as the debate agenda, we also had two items for emergency passage, those being 2024-014 and 2024-015. We have, it appears, finally left 2023 numbered ordinances and are now going to be in the midst of 2024 numbered ordinances. Apart from those two on emergency passage, 014 and 015, we had 2024-001 through 013 that we will likely be going over 
at next week's Committee of the Whole meeting. And of course, we could not let our listeners go during this council roundup without listening to Lori McKiernan, who gave a wonderfully impassioned monologue concerning CWLP, the City of Springfield's investment in the Dolman 4, even as it looks to remove other parts of Dolman. Lori McKiernan gave some very interesting points to the city council, and we'll get to listen to her concerning that as well before we depart. Going to take a quick commercial break here on Council Roundup with your host, Trent R. Nelson. We'll be right back. Well, you know what time it is. It is the Council Roundup with your host, Trent R. Nelson, and we got through zoning, which was a little bit more contentious than we often see it. Still, all good. The consent agenda that we discussed during last week's Committee of the Whole episode, that had many passages on consent, only two, that being 610 and 613, needed a bit more chatting. We'll break down that. Well, right now, 2023-610 is an ordinance accepting the lowest bid and authorizing the execution of contract number PW24-08-49 with Rayhan Bros. Incorporated, operating as Sangamo Construction Company, for popular place street improvements in an amount not to exceed $2.79 billion for the Office of Public Works. Much of the discussion centered upon the idea that the use of funds for the repairing of roads while more housing is necessary, not only across the city, but in particular in both wards two and three. Fascinating stuff and stuff that, while we can describe and talk about it, is certainly worth listening to for yourselves. Here is a bit of that discussion. Uh, yes, uh, can, can someone come up and explain this uh, ordinance, please? I, you know, I was out when it was introduced, and but I thought I was listening and I heard one reason why, and my concern is dealing with the funding, I believe, but I may be wrong, so I want to give you guys a chance to tell me what this ordinance is doing and what it is. You want to start with that, and then I'll hit the well, funding? Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, Alderman, uh, this, uh, this is, of course, is a local firm uh, that Public Works has worked with uh, on many occasions. It was the lowest bidder, um, and uh, we are using uh, $1.2 million in uh, Far East TIF funds, uh, $1.5 million in CDBG. No. That's Community right. development. It's not uh, all right. No, all right. I'll, I'll do that. Then I'm going to get up. <laughs> the project? Are you done with the project? It's a good week? project. It's good. We're going to rebuild the roads, the curbs, the gutters, uh, and uh, put some new streets in there. Sidewalks? Sidewalks. 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 Yes. All yeah. of The whole schmear. Yeah. Okay. So then we'll go into the funding. So the original ordinance was a TIF agreement. And it, it provided for $1.2 million of TIF funds for demolition and $1 million for the roads. Well, the roads came back. And, of course, we know this ordinance was written some time ago. The roads came back at, you see the number that we, the roads came back at. So last, about a month after I got in, I received notice from HUD on something that they call timeliness, we get reports from HUD telling us we have to spend our funds during, for, at a certain amount, during a certain amount of time. And over a million dollars was in jeopardy of being lost to the city because it had not, we had not used it for anything for an extended period of time. So I started thinking about projects around the community. I couldn't think of anything, and I, but I remembered being in on a meeting about the roads for Poplar Place, and this is a perfect funding source for CDBG funds. So I conducted, had a, uh, we did a substantial amendment, um, which we had done in September, that reappropriated some of these funds that we were in jeopardy of losing putting them into this project because it, it serves low to moderate income. It benefits um, the areas that we want to benefit. So we appropriated the funds. Now, they're still going to be about 500000 short, it looks like, 
from what we've got. So right now, um, the Office of Planning and Economic Development between TIF and CDBG funds will be uh, putting in 2.25 million towards the roads. <clears throat> excuse me, at Poplar Place. Yeah. Thank you, Director. You know, uh, you know, I was involved in many meetings and. Um, and putting together the, the, the agreement, you know, with the unions, with all the different pieces that brought together this project's agreement. I'm satisfied with the project. I think it's moving along. But um, the, the transition report, did you, did you see the transition report that reported on this particular project where we had the funding for everything already in place? Uh, you mean outside of the agreement that yeah. was written? Yeah. No, I don't think I saw it. So, so in the transition report, it talks about uh, what we're going to use, and I don't have it in front of me, and I don't think you do, Alderman. So what, what I'll say to that is my, my heartburn with this is the CDBG that you're talking about, and we may lose and this and that. You know, CDBG for me as an alderman from the east side is always better used for housing. That's how desperate we are over there. And to say we're going to use it, uh, on roads instead of uh, infrastructure, was there a new cost or did something? It, yeah. uh, is this a second piece coming in that make it, making you have to find money? Or are we just doing it because we have to find a way to spend the money? A little of both, I'd say. So, first of all, when this uh, agreement was written, that $1 million was sent for the, for the roads, and we found out it came at two point whatever this was. Higher. It came Yeah, higher. much, much, much higher. Okay. Um, and then, when again, like I said, when I heard that we were in jeopardy, you know, we've got several developers who could manage a million-dollar project. One of them is Nehemiah. Nehemiah is in the middle of a huge project of their own. Mm -hmm. Growth International is another one that, what, that we use a lot of our funding for. But they're also in the middle of two projects at the time. And I looked around, and I did not see any place else that we could utilize this money. And personally, I did not want to lose the money. So it, I felt like utilizing it to Poplar Place was the best option. Well, you know, I'll just close by saying, um, I, you know, I appreciate you and the work that you do, but those housing entities are, are doing great jobs as well, but that's just how far behind the East is, these big pockets of vast land of, and then to read that CDBG is to be used or should be better used for the, 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 the teardown, the demolishment, the rehab, the building up of of housing, just housing for affordable housing, and then we're spending it on roads bothers me, especially when I know I was in meetings where we got that figured out. Uh, I, I realize things come in at a high thing, but that's this is starting to be a common uh, a thing that goes around, and I won't say just your department, the council as a whole hears this often, but you know it's, the price is going to go up because if we don't make a decision to spend money and, and plan things to use it, of course we run up on dates where they expire or we run up on a higher cost next year because we didn't do it the year we discussed it. We, You know, prices ain't going to go down. So I just, you know, don't blame you. I don't blame the mayor. I just think we need to operate better as a city on some of this so we don't run into those situations where a federal agency is calling us saying, uh, hey, you know, that timeline is coming where we're going to take it back because you didn't use it or it's expiring. So I appreciate you. Uh, I, I really don't want to do it this way, um, but I'm just one vote. <laughs> Thank you. Alderman Gregory. Well, I, thank you, um, Madam Mayor. Um, you know, we're days out of Dr. King's day, and, you know, I, I think we all were there. And, you know, I, I will say, Alderman Williams, I think that your opinion should count heavily in a project that's in your ward um, and what you want to do. Um, I know it does with me. So, so, so let me ask you a few questions, Ms. Vile, because, you know, I really, really, really got angst about trying to use CBDG funds. I think, I think we have, you know, some, some, some large disparities that we have to attack. And, you know, it, I, I think we have several projects that we could put $1.2 million. I could, I could write a, send Murdoch an ordinance right now for um, Cap 1908, and we could finish that thing on out. Um, you know, I, I, I will say that, you know, I was around as well when, when this, you know, 
thing first came about, you know, a little history of Popular Place. Of course, those roads was given to Popular Place, um, and they didn't take care of them for, for many, 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 many years. In fact, when we approached this project, I do know that um, Corporation Council Zirkle um, was very, very, very against doing anything for them. So so the city, um, even even being in this much, is, is, is um, a good thing, and, and, and us trying to be good stewards um, to get something done on the east side. Um, you know, and, and it's not, you know, this is a national company. They they got a related Midwest and a related West and, you know, all types of things. So they really, 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 you know, should fix their property and do what they need to do. But but the city's here trying to help them. Um, we found some funds to do that. We took the roads back. So they're ours now. So I, I, I really think that, that we should use... Um, Infrastructure funds more than more than three hundred forty-one thousand. I, I would I would actually what what's what is the is CVDG and what's the other fund there? TIF. That's TIF. Okay. So that's how the original agreement was written. And prior correct. to this administration, correct. It was yeah. written correct. that way with just TIF absolutely. Funds. And I understand that. And now they're saying, well, this costs more inflation, blah blah blah. And, you know, it's it's really not the city's fault that their project once we approved it, you know, took longer. Um, and, and for us to take, you know. $1.2 million away from a critical, critical fund for our, for our um, community, I think, is, 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 you know, risky at that. So let me ask you, how, how much, you know, I know we are, um, what, entitlement city from HUD. How much do we get every year, Ms. Val? Um, for, for CDBG, we get about $1.2 million $1 a year. Million. And about maybe six to 800000 in home funds. In home funds. So okay. less than $2 million. Okay, and, and and currently I know on on our last budget thing um, we had close to four billion dollars in CBDG money. In CBDG, well, once we get went through that, some of this, it'll be a couple of million. Yes. <clears throat> okay, let me that. So, what's um, can I ask you? What's the time limit that we would need to use the rest of the CBDG money? Now we're fine. We're on time limits now. Once this this money is spent and appropriated which we did for these, this, then we're fine on timeliness. They just catch us every once in a while when, when something has been on the books for too long or we haven't drawn down funds for too long. They ding us on, on uh, timeliness. And we had been dinged several times in the last couple of years uh, for not being timely. So this was one of those that I paid attention to right off the bat as soon as I heard about it. So, so let me ask you this: If we, I mean, Miss Miss, Miss Ramona, how, mu how much money do we have in our infrastructure fund? Cash. Certainly. You'll have to use your microphone. Uh, Ninety-five, I believe it is. There's $1.77 in the Capital Infrastructure Fund. 1.7. So everything else is allocated out to the projects that we, we have coming. How much is in the gaming fund? That's, that's, um, There's uh, almost $17.7 million. Okay. So with that said, <laughs> I think that, that, that it's only appropriate. You know, I would like to offer an amendment to you, yeah. Alderman Williams, where, where we split it TIFF. I think that's already going to take our TIF down significantly, and and I think that we split it with um, infrastructure fund, so totally, um, and not UCBDG. And and if we need to use that, um, certainly we have many projects in in in, in, Wait, in the east side. It has to be spent by March. Okay, I think we could do that. Certainly, I mean, you know, Ms. Val, I, I certainly think that we can. Um, Expend appropriate that money by March with with several several other projects, including housing. By I mean I, I know you you know it's a staffing thing as well. But but as far as you know allocating it's just and getting projects, sir. It's, 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 that's where I'm we're running into. Right. Okay. Okay. So you amend So the amendment would be to split um, this two point two point. Two point uh, two two million dollars seven hundred ninety one two forty eight thirteen um, between TIF and infrastructure funds, and I pulled up my cal uh, calculator, so that would be um, one million three hundred ninety five uh, six twenty four oh six. So if we split that, am I correct, Corporation Council? Yeah. 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 Y
395 Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. Too. Be between items 062-111-DEVL FARE 2110 and 095-107-GENC-INFR-1204. Correct. Infrastructure and, and our... Do you want it from the gaming money or the infrastructure? Which fund? Whichever one has the most uh, money in it. Gaming is the most. That'd be 095, what is it? Yeah, well, hold on. Well, we are 959903 line. 9903. Okay. I just want to get the right line. Hang on, we got a motion a second. We're not on discussion yet. One moment, please. So I got a question on the on that gaming money. Okay, but we're not to discussion yet. So we have a motion to use part of the money from TIFF and part from 0959903, which is the gaming money. And then you have a second on that? Yes. Okay. So now on that, we have discussion. Alderman Han Alderwoman I Conley just have was signed up. Hang on. Alderman Con Conley was signed up first. Is it on this uh, amendment or do you want to I may to have talk? the exact same question as Alderman Hanauer, so I'll let him speak to the gaming and then okay. I have a quick You were question. signed up first, so I just want to go Thank on you on. very much, Mayor. I appreciate and it. I'm, I apologize. Alderman Hanauer. Okay, the gaming, though, that's we split that. That's not all goes into infrastructure. You know, I mean, so the way that ordinance works is 50. I thought that with with gaming, 50 percent goes to infrastructure, 50 percent goes to pensions. That's right. So we're taking we start taking you start jumping into that without it in the fund 95. You're you're. Can we double check that? Can we, can, we verify, can we um, verify that? I don't believe us. I pulled up city code. And uh, I think, are you confusing that with the marijuana tax? Yes. Well, I know the marijuana is, but I thought that the pen, I thought this, okay. we had the same thing. We had something else. There's some caveat of some sort. Section 110.071, letter K. And it says um, revenues received by the city in relation to the video gaming act shall be dedicated to road and street infrastructure improvements and deposited into fund 95 video gaming sub account video um, yeah. okay, okay, so video I'm, gaming I'm revenue right. in the amount of 300,000 annually shall be transferred for a period cannabis. of five years oh, beginning yeah, in 2017 be ending in 2022 to fund 94 capital equipment fund okay thank you uh any other questions? Well, I'll I'll let everybody else go and I'll sign up again. Okay, okay. Alderwoman Conley. So this isn't actually to the amendment. Do you want to finish with the amendment? Yeah, let's finish first? the amendment. Okay, agreed. Anyone else have discussion on the amendment itself? Alderman Gregory or Alderman? Oh, actually, I, actually, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, Mayor, never mind. This may actually clarify some things with the okay. amendment. Um, I'm just wondering how how long have we had this money? The the CDBG funds. Mm, I think 21. So they've, they've been sitting on our balance sh for over three years. Okay, thank you. It just seems like there's been opportunities to use this before now. Alderman Gregory or Alderman wow. Williams, do you have any discussion on the, on the amendment? Yes, my, my only follow-up um, with, with this particular amendment, I, I just think it's appropriate. It's all? Oh, that's you. We're going to blame you, Chuck. Um, is, 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 is really, really to, um, you know, preserve um, CBDG. I, I share your concerns with how long it's set, but I will say that I, I see um, on our contract reports CBDG used frequently, um, as well as our TIF exterior and interior programs. I think a lot of times we run into the workforce part of it with, when, when expensing CBDG, um, unless we're going to, you know, um, you know, I will be prepared to work with you on a project that'll take five hundred thousand dollars from that immediately. Um, I think we have some, 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 um, some other things. You know, and, and that that will push our community forward significantly. Um, this is not a, a, a rinky-dink project. It has $1.5 million committed from, from Congresswoman Nikki Brzezinski as well as Senator Turner. Um, you know, and I won't, I won't spoil, spoil any more surprises for this project, but I will say this is a good project. Um, we're invested in it already, and you know, I think we follow up on, and, and we finish that. But um, as far as this amendment, I just think this is appropriate for, for this project to, to carry out, considering how far we are we're really going for this company on this project i'm you know so if i if i just might clarify for sure. just a moment Absolutely. this isn't this isn't like i decide today and this is going to happen we will now because this has been approved by hud mm -hmm. we now have to go through the entire substantial amendment agreement again which i said you know that that 
we had in September, the hearings and the notices that you all received on the substantial amendment. We sent those out. So now this is another, and again, I'm not saying it can't be done. I just want you to understand this is not Val's deciding today and then Val's going to change it tomorrow. This is a bigger, this has been something that has, it took several months to put together and several months to work through the process. You know, there's a 30-day comment period. You know, there's all sorts of different things. So this isn't something that can be done quickly. What? Um, and so I'm just I'm just well, informing uh, you of, of some of the processes that has to go forward. So this has been approved by HUD. Mm -hmm. This is a legitimate use of CDBG funds, always has been. And um, I, so I just want no, to let you know that. If I, if I may follow up, first of all, I, I thank you for, for one, you know, be honest, be, the first time you have educated me, I've asked questions, and I've even asked about that substantial uh, uh, amendment. For, for me, you know, representing the community that I represent, knowing that CBDG and many of our federal funds, they go to the 12 census tracts. I think I got eight of them right here, you know, and, and, and many of these funds are, are really meant for our community and meant for my community. So I want to work with you on these projects so we don't have these, these type of situations, you know, as well as with Alderman Williams because his war will come next. And I think, I think the more we work, because I, I, I can tell you, uh, um, me and the mayor share a, a lot of visions about home ownership and, and that's just in casual conversation, you know, and, and, um, you know, I just want us all to succeed and you know um, I think this is appropriate and, 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 and that we can do some other good things with this CBDG and then you know continue to sculpt out with you know we're entitled with city we're going to get this every year I think we can you know get the ball moving on, on you know um, similar to the to the rail project I heard you know Chairman Van Meter this shovel ready project well I got a shovel ready project and you know that that can absorb this funding as well thank you Alderman Williams discussion on the amendment yeah uh, just that the timeline that got us to this amendment back at the last marijuana meeting is when I first heard of this particular ordinance may be coming with this funding piece. And, and, I, t and I barked at you back then. I said, you know, you know, CDBG, I don't want to use that money. You said, well, it, it qualifies and we can't. So I, I don't want to paint this like uh, they didn't try to uh, to do things, you know, to start moving projects forward. I can go back with the all kinds of projects that have come before the city council dealing with housing that we, we just decided for whatever reasons not to do. So we, we were trying to use up and do some of these things. There's plenty of things. He, he doesn't know it yet, but I, I still have Pillsbury. I mean, Pillsbury is going to use some of these. You want to spend that? I can show you how to spend it right there. We've at got lots of funds for Pillsbury. Yeah, or right there around that housing division piece of Pillsbury, which is probably the worst. So, so I just wanted to say that there. I'll turn it back over to you. Okay. Alderman Carlson, discussion on the amendment. <clears throat> yeah, just a question. Um, well, I mean, if this amendment would pass, I mean, is the project in jeopardy? Are we in jeopardy of losing any money that's already, you know, said something about March, we need to spend the money by March. Is, is some of that stuff in jeopardy? Well, I would be concerned because, yes, now I have another million dollars, $1.25 million on the books, and without knowing what we have to spend it on. And, and the other thing that we have to think about is that, that HUD's going to look at that and go, well, they obviously can't spend their money, so do they need that much money every year? Because they evaluate that all the time. How much money do we get? Quite frankly, through, from the last time I was here to this time, we've lost funds, uh, our home funds, because we weren't spending them fast enough. So that it, it is a concern to me, yes. But as far as anything else being in jeopardy, I mean, I'm, I'm concerned we could lose this funds or that they could make a decision, you know, they could come and d just decide that we didn't need as much money each year. Thank you. Alderwoman Purchase, discussion on the amendment? Yes. Uh, well, no. We'll know. go to the ordinance, too. So, <laughs> um, Well, you tell me if this is the right time. Yes, ma'am. She just brought up that we lost funds before. I was going to ask her, when did we lose funds and how much was that before? Would that go now? That's fine. Yeah, we we used to always get eight hundred to nine hundred thousand in home funds, and uh, in the last like two to three years, we lost about two hundred thousand in home funds. We don't get as much home funds as we once did. Okay, thank you. Alderman Conley, discussion on the amendment. Yeah, thank you. Um, and thank you, Alderman Gregory. You made some really good points. I, I appreciate those. Um, my question for you, Val, is um, 
scheduling a hearing, 30-day comment period, is there time? Um, I mean, it's halfway through, well, almost halfway, I guess we're halfway through January. Is there logistically time to process an amendment to the, the CDBG spending plan before these funds are due? Well, let's let's think about that. It's the middle of January. I, mean, I don't know what's, what yeah, sort of it's the middle you have of February. Then we have to then then we have to find the project, scope the project, run it through city council. We're we're well into March, April. By that time, even with and let's say I mean you know as Alderman Gregory said, here's a project. It's it's scoped. Does it have to be approved by city council before you do a major amendment or? No, no, but it has to be approved by HUD, and HUD, you know, has and already that's, And that's that amendment process? Yes, that's part of that amendment so, process. And, and, I, and again, I apologize. You kind of gave us an, a, an outline of how that timeline works. Um, how long does it take to get notice to, to HUD? How much time do you need to give notice of a hearing? And then how much time after the hearing is, you said 30-day comment period. So what exactly are those time frames? Okay, so, so if, if, let's just say tomorrow that I could, publish this all right so publish it we can't publish tomorrow right okay but so, you know just within right. the next week and so then we publish within the next week and then you know then we have to have a hearing and we have to have 30 days in which to receive comments on the hearing and the changes that we made so can i just ask how much time do you have to give in the publication before the hearing it does, no i could i could again publish tomorrow i have the hearing the next day okay as long as it's one. within that 30 day period okay and then and you have a 30-day period after the hearing? Right. And then we have to, you know, and then HUD has to actually approve you know, it after that 30, 30 days. Yes. So you're asking a federal government to act within a couple, within a couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, no. literally, I want to be clear because I, I'm, I'm sure that we know their projects. We know that. And I'm not arguing with that at all. My concern is, is that as a city, um, you know, if HUD if if HUD dollars can be used for, you know, an area and, and popular place, I've heard people complain about the roads in that area to no end. Having good parking, having good sidewalks, having gutters, and all that sort of clean new infrastructure is absolutely a benefit to to the east side. And and, and I know no one's arguing that. I'm concerned that we try to go through these hoops and then all of a sudden find ourselves at the end of a short rope. And we've possibly lost a million dollars that we clearly have a need for in just this project. And again, I, I understand Alderman Williams' concerns with the, with the developer. I mean, we there are development costs that we expect developers to pick up, but we also, as a community, subsidize those costs when we're talking about looking at low to moderate income housing options that are nice and that are safe and secure. And so, thank you. That helps. Alderman Redpath, discussion on the amendment. Uh, Alderman Gregory, go. Uh, Alderman go. Gregory, discussion on the amendment. Gosh dang it. I'm, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. Alderman Redpath says call the question on oh, the amendment. I, uh, I said I'll let Alderman Gregory go first. Is this working? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I'll let Alderman Gregory go first. I'm going to call the question and ask for a roll call, please. Alderman Gregory. Thank you, Madam Mayor. So I, I, I'll say that this amendment and what we're doing, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, prevent popular place from being completed. It will go on to schedule. We're just using different funds. What we are trying to do is utilize um, the CBDG portion towards something um, beneficial as well. Um, the agreement was for 1.2 million. Now here we are going to, yeah, and that was a stretch there. And now we're going above and beyond. So I, so I think if we're going to go above and beyond for this developer, then then we should take it out of infrastructure and not from from the citizens who are, who can use these things for their roofs, for their houses, ex workforce training, um, 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 the arts, any national narrative. They have a national narrative for CBDG funds. And while this was approved because it was submitted as as you know with with all the the goodies that are in there. Um, um, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we, we're already in and, and, and rather than use this important fund that, that can benefit people in so many other ways, yes, it'll be a tight crunch, but I, I, I have faith in, in Director Yazel to get it done as, as she does anything else. I would, I would ask, how, how much CBDG money have we used this year? $1.2 million is a lot of CBDG money to use on just houses. We won't get it done using just houses. We have to use CBDG money on, on some of our you know, national narrative projects that we have in our community. To, to knock those things out. So 
you know, and, and, and we have those. We have them ready. Um, it, it's, it's something that Dominic could send you tomorrow, and, and we could write it up. And, 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 you know, I'm not even, after all, the 1.2 in CBDG. But, but I think a portion of that for that could, could go there, and whoever else has some CBDG-worthy or eligible projects in their ward to, 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 to be executed. I could use it all 1.2 million quick like that. But... Um, that's why I think this is the proper fund. This is the proper if the city, um, you know, the, the, the contract was saying the city would, not the federal government, not CBDG, and not our citizens. It said the city would th- to do that, and, and that's what our infrastructure fund is for, and that's what we fund it for. And I encourage this council to uh, um, let us lead our community and, um, you, know, um, you know, respect our wishes on this particular vote. Thank you. Alderman Redpath, you had asked that we do a roll call vote on the question, but Alderwoman Notriano has signed up to speak. We okay, thank you. Alderwoman Notriano. Thank you, Chair. Um, I just had a question clarification based on what Alderwoman Conley had asked. So the funds expiring in March, do we have they to They don't necessarily expire in March. They're just asking us to make sure that we've appropriated it by March. Okay, yes. that's what I was gonna ask. So does that mean pass an ordinance or well with, with this passage of course that would take care of it. Right. 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 So yes. So yes, they want to know March, a clear plan, which we had submitted this to them and said this is clear plan. This is how we are, and they're saying, okay, now in March, we expect you to start drawing down those funds. Okay. That, so we have, to do, we have to do a huge corrective action plan each time we get dinged for things like this. So that we had laid out that corrective action plan in September okay. to them. Okay. So, so it would be, um, okay, that's it. Yep, thank you. Okay, so the clerk is going to do a roll call vote on the amendment only right now. The ordinance is still something you will vote on later. So this is just on the amendment to split the funds between TIF and fund 0959903, which is the VGM video gaming funds. Um, So, Clerk, let's go. If you'll do a roll call vote, please. Yep. Alderman Redpath. No. Alderman Gregory. Aye. Alderman Williams. Aye. Alderman Rockford. Aye. Alderwoman Purchase. Aye. Alderwoman Notoriano. Aye. Alderman Carlson. No. Alderwoman Connolly. No. Alderman Donlin. Aye. Alderman Hanar. No. Seven ayes, or six ayes, and four nays, Mayor. Okay, so the amendment passes. So the now ordinance, if you want to speak on it, would be to spend $2,791,248.13, but half coming from TIFF and half coming from the Video Gaming Fund. Any discussion on that? Alderman Hanauer. Yes. Was So we're today, just today, we got, a, got information about uh, setting up meetings for what we, what our projects are going to be for our ward. Um, did, were, I assume it was to include... In, Mr. Fuchs, you might, you, this is more probably <laughs> than you. David, just Sorry, told Dave. Dave. Um, I assume that that was to cover a lot of this, this portion. And so with this, what's basically, we've taken 1.2 out, which is about $120,000 per ward. 1.6. 1.6, so it's $160,000 per ward. So is that going to affect a project in every ward? It's what we just done. Because, um, you know, I don't get special funds. There's a lot of us that don't get, don't have any special funds at all. And we depend on the Fund 95 because, believe it or not, we do have bad roads. And that need to be taken care of and need to be treated and and whatnot. And we depend on it. And uh, so I guess my question is, is, so are we going to get shorted? Because we just give money to, to uh, you know, put, we've given up 1.6 million. I don't think necessarily, no, sir. Uh, but if you'd like a very specific answer, you need to give me. Let me talk to the budget again. director, if you don't mind, director. Sure. Was that VGM money factored into the budget for public works for projects? Not the full amount. Okay. Full. Okay, good. All right. That might help, cool. David. Thank you. 
Okay, the, only other thing, the only other thing, and, and I think, you know, with, with the cost of the roads that have gone up, you know, we've, we put a lot of money into this, and I know this was, a, this was a big project for Alderman Williams. I remember him up here, you know, he, he gave us one, one hell of a sermon about it, and I, and I think we all supported it. But at some point in time, if the costs continue to go up, I think that the, the, we got to start, instead of us covering all the costs, I think it's about time that the, the vendor take over some of the cost, or not the vendor, but the, but the owner, and, and take up some of the cost on this. Because it seems like we're giving out an awful lot of money, and these projects should go faster. I don't know what the slowdown is on it, or I don't, I don't know what the deal is. We, we approved these roads to be done long before we approved the, um, the actual project, I thought, because that was a big deal. We were taking over the roads. We were going <clears> to <throat> – Alice even got up here and gave us a big speech about how great it's going to be. We're finally going to get rid of all the, the, the potholes and, and all that. So um, that's my take. Okay, Alderman Williams. Yeah, so I appreciate that because uh, I'm always saying this. You know, that's my problem with the sportsman, the, the uh, legacy, the, the developer. You know, infrastructure they should be in charge and, and be paying for infrastructure, and, and, and we don't get that. A lot of projects are like that. I'm, I'm great. Start talking to Donlin. I want to support him on Old Town because his Old Town is my popular. So I want to help him get them down and get them done. But we got to make sure we're making developers and people who are going to be utilizing the properties are doing what they're supposed to. So I kind of agree with you on that. Thank you. Alderman Redpath. You know, this project has been moving along pretty swiftly and pretty smoothly. I, I really think that I don't know if it could have went any faster. The demolition took place. We put the money in for the demolition. The only obligation that we had beyond that was the infrastructure for the sidewalks, the streets, and uh, what else? That sidewalks and streets. So this project's been moving pretty darn good. I don't think that's the problem that, that Val has. I think she's trying to cover so she don't lose this money. And that's, that's why this came forward. But this project's been going pretty smooth. And it's supposed to be done by May. And I think they're going to hit the target. Any other discussion? Ms. Mayor, can I just say Alderman one thing? Gregory. I just want to say one thing. I, I, I would never propose anything to hurt anybody else's war. And guess what? The reasons that we get these funds and all this stuff, man, we, I, I'd rather not have it. I'd rather live out there in a you know, two, $300,000 house, be chilling. I'd rather have sea curbs and gutters in my, in my hood. I, I would love for it to look like any one of y'all wards. Any day of the week, I'm telling you this. But one thing for sure, Ralph, you would not want to live where I live, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, so these funds they come in, I'm trying to use them to make it better. So, so, so my community can start paying into the taxes and help us get out of many of these problems that we got with pensions and stuff like that. You know, we want to be a contributor too, bro. You know, for real. Let's go. Let's go. Any other discussion on the ordinance? Seeing none, the voting will now be open. All those in favor of the motion, please vote yes. All those opposed, please vote no. So the motion passes with nine voting yes, one voting no. Powerful, powerful words at the end by Alderman Sean Gregory. We want to be a contributor too. These are powerful words that echo in our minds because... How often do we wish to feel a part of something positive and something bigger than ourselves? Living in a community, whether it be a village, a town, a city, it is about the cooperation that the human animal can undertake with their comrades, with their neighbors, with their peers, with their friends, and with those that they aren't friends with. It does not much matter. The whole point of living together is to work together towards the greatest common good, not per ward, but common good. And when those in parts of our city, in some of our wards, are suffering more than they should, then in reality, as this host has previously mentioned concerning sewer innovations. We are all 
suffering or at least have the potential to suffer without uh, providing the assistance to those of us who need it. Who knows when, in fact, we may need assistance ourselves. We should not turn our eyes away, avert our gaze from those of our community that need us. After all of that discussion, as you heard, voting opened. Only Alderman Chuck Redpath voted no. Hence the motion passed. Which brings us to 2023-613. The other ordinance stuck upon the debate agenda. It is an ordinance approving an amendment to the rules of procedure for the city council. It was requested by that same Alderman Redpath of Ward 1, yet the amendment was quickly withdrawn by Alderman Redpath. The motion to do that was seconded and there was no discussion. However, Mayor Misty Busher did ask an individual, a Mr. Johnson, if he wished to speak. He had previously signed up to address the ordinance if it had been tabled, but Mr. Johnson did not feel the need to speak after Alderman Redpath withdrew the amendment. So we keep on a boogie. Now, we have made it through the consent agenda, the zoning agenda first, then the consent agenda. You've heard from the horseshoe concerning the debate agenda, at least 2023-610, which, as I noted, brings us to the emergency passage and, of course, 2024 numbers. 2024-014 is an ordinance amending ordinance 553-12-23 to reflect a headcount of 16 while amending the supplemental appropriation to a total number of $337,505.41 to reflect the salary costs of the 16 firefighters for the January 2024 rookie class in fiscal year 2024 for the Springfield Fire Department. A motion to amend by Ward 10 Alderman Ralph Hanauer was attempted, but... The initial ordinance motion was first required, and once that was made and seconded, language to the amendment was amended to include the phrase reflect the costs concerning the hiring of these 16 new firefighters for the safety of our city. Again, prior to that, the phrase reflect the costs were not included and it may have caused confusion amongst the lay individuals of the community concerning why the fire department needs an additional $337,505.41. No further discussion was needed after that, however, and the motion was carried. All was good. While 2024-015, an ordinance approving an escrow and dispersing agreement with Legacy Park Sports LLC for reimbursement of project costs advanced by the developer for the Office of Corporation Counsel, it opened up with, of course, a motion to place on final passage, which was then seconded, but Alderman Larry Rockford, he requested that Corporation Council explain the motion briefly. The council explained that the ordinance would require any reimbursements paid out by the city to go through an escrow agent as opposed to the OPED department. It only applies to money that has already been appropriated and does not apply to future bond or tax revenue, but it would require developers to give invoices for costs occurred, allowing for better accounting of the funds and the progress. And the funds would, of course, then be reviewed and verified by an escrow agent prior to the city providing the requested funds. Alderwoman Jennifer Notriano asked to confirm that the city must pay for escrow services, to which she was replied that the city must indeed pay escrow services. Money comes from the Central Business District, so the fee can be paid from taxes collected. Alderman Ralph Hanauer then commented that the escrow plan was a good idea, in his opinion, and that he believed having extra scrutiny will help to protect the taxpayers. He welcomed that motion, therefore, and, well, it was passed unanimously thereafter. Now, at this point, unfinished business was asked for by the mayor, and as we noted, the previously absent alderman of Ward 3, Roy Williams Jr., uh, he addressed... Public Works Director Fuchs, and he requested a list about the statuses of road work across the city. He also requested a breakdown of the money spent on each ward as it concerned roads. And again, 
wanted a layout of the roadwork situation so that, in his opinion, the organization process could be smoother and more effective for the horseshoe as it relates to fixing uh, the most necessary roadways across the capital city of Illinois. As Alderman Williams Jr. noted, quote, I just think the perception is wrong. If we actually had a list and we saw and we were following the list, we would see what's actually going on with roads in Springfield, Illinois. This was absolutely not a problem for Director Fuchs, who mentioned that he would be glad to get the list to the Alder people. Alderwoman Erin Connolly of Ward 8 then thanked Roy Williams Jr. because she believed that it was a valuable request and also, to piggyback off of that, requested lists from the previous year. Director Fuchs said that he can do that too. Alderman Larry Rockford of Ward 4 asked if the city meets with the state and county about roads and noted, quote, in 2026, we've got the Route 66 festival coming in, but that's two years down the road. And if you drive down Peoria Road, it's not in good shape. He then had it confirmed to him that there is ongoing and continuous dialogue between the city and the Illinois Department of Transportation as well as the county about projects, proposals, and ongoing maintenance. Alderman Chuck Redpath of Ward 1 noted that Stevenson Drive affects four wards and is in poor condition, to say the least. Along with that, it lacks sidewalks. Quote, it's dangerous. People have to walk through the parking lots and the overlay. Stevenson Drive is a mess. I know it's not your problem, and it's theirs, and I just wish they would help us with it. Alderwoman Lakeisha Purchase of Ward 5 noted that she had received a report on traffic flow from street speed monitors, but asked Director Fuchs to give the speed monitor report to the other Alder people. Which brings us to the end of the unfinished business and to Lori McKiernan's statements, concerns, and again, we are going to let her speak her own words because she can say them better than we can. Good evening. My name is Lori McKiernan. My address is 1504 South Whittier Avenue. Um, My statement this evening is in advance of next week's CWLP budget hearing. Um, The city of Springfield and CWLP need a comprehensive strategy that includes currently available renewable technologies as well as those soon becoming available. As we move forward, we need to ask whether our energy investments are bringing us closer to state and federal clean energy regulations for 2045 or just delaying meeting these restrictions. The potential conflict of interest between Springfield's investment in Dalman 4 and becoming carbon-free is keeping us from objective analysis. In next week's budget hearing, I would hope city council members will be asking direct questions about Springfield's strategy for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. So please consider these questions. Does the budget include funding a cost-benefit analysis of both current and upcoming energy projects? How will each project that CWLP studies or implements impact our ability to meet upcoming regulations on emissions? Do these cost-benefit analyses include financial risks where we're investing in energy sources that might be regulated out of existence in the next two decades? Does the budget include funds for expanding our existing solar array? Is CWLP investing in the front end of new carbon-free technology? And is there funding in the budget for staffing an expert in transitioning to renewable energy? So CWLP is working on several projects um, that they need to share the cost-benefit analysis comparisons in terms of readiness for these 2045 regulations with the public. The question needs to be answered whether investing in temporary fossil fuel solutions is the correct thing to do. For example, CWLP is in the midst of a pilot for carbon capture. This process uses a a huge amount of water and energy. It's expensive as well as dangerous and will not meet the 2045 carbon-free goals. So we need to know when these dangerous risks will be explained to the public and what do they plan on doing with this carbon that they're going to capture. Another example is the gas conversion study for Dalman 4. Um, Has it been concluded? And if so, how much will this gas conversion cost us in both our health, safety, and financially, considering that it will not help us meet the 2045 goals? So every energy project that CWLP considers should have this question raised. How does this project help us meet the goal of becoming carbon-free? So an example of these front-end technologies are with Excel Energy, who has received approval from the state of Minnesota to build a battery storage facility using Form Energy's iron-air battery storage technology. 
Form Energy claims that these iron air batteries could discharge electricity for up to 100 hours at a fraction of the cost of current technology and will improve the resilience of energy network as a whole. So I respectfully ask that the City Council request CWLP to include in their new budget the hiring or contracting of an independent specialist in renewable energy transition to ensure that we have a comprehensive approach for Springfield on preparing for and implementing a shift towards carbon-free technologies. So thank you. I appreciate the time to speak with you. Thank you, ma'am. Yes. Alderman Williams. Yes, uh, ma'am. Just so I, I think I may have gotten an email. If I haven't, can I get those questions, please? Sure. And with that, ends Lori McKiernan's statements and suggestions, appreciated to be sure by the public and horseshoe alike. And you know what time it is. It is the end of our council roundup. But it was an eventful, uh, productive, at some points dense, but informative city council. We are enjoying this January, despite the fact that it is frigid. And we hope that everyone else is enjoying their post-December New Year as well. We will be back, of course, with you all next week for our Committee of the Whole meeting, as per usual. And keep on a yearning for the learning, folks. And keep your eyes and ears peeled for more innovations coming across all of the wards of our lovely capital city of Springfield, Illinois. We will catch you soon. Take care.